Coming up, there's no more of that. Now we are just on to the playoff. I guess it's the divisional round. Divisional round weekend, NFL playoffs. Let's go. Joining me as always, <laughs> Jen Piacenti, or as I like to call her nowadays, Prop Piacenti. Uh, listen, we have a lot to discuss because there's a lot of matchups going on this weekend. And uh, we were talking off the air, and I think what we decided, and we were talking with our great producer, Martin, that we're going to see if we could come up with three clear things that we agree on this Saturday and Sunday, whether it be straight bets, prop bets, tea, whatever. We're going to pitch some stuff, and if the three of us all unanimously agree, it's like a commission, we're going to start the agreeable parlay. Mm-hmm. Do you think, all right, now let's see what your handicapping skills are. What are the odds that the three of us actually <laughs> agree on three different things? Um. Got to be three mm. to one that we do, that we that we if we do right. I think so. Yeah. All right. We do. Uh, we do have some fantasy stuff as always. I have some Fanduel lineups to pitch to you, Jen. Okay. I, I'm running right. out of time to win one of these millions. Now we have two million contests. We have a Saturday million contest and a Sunday million contest. So I feel like my odds are better. So I have. So you have a Fanduel lineup in. I have a Fanduel lineup in, but it's for both slates, Saturday and Sunday, um, just so I can extend the fun. Yeah, and then we have our. We should just call this our disagreement challenge, uh, our playoff challenge roster, right. which um, we got to finish that out. And you said you listened to the, a little bit of the show back, and that we were kind of going at it pretty bad. So uh, I don't know if we're going to agree on this lineup. What Not. happens? You already well, Venmoed me a hundred. We're partners. <laughs> I know. Well, I've decided that um, because I have however many teams I have in the playoffs already, and you were the winner of Gotham Gridiron District, that you get executive decision. So you're like, we're co-owners, but you get final decision. Okay. I don't like having that much power, but we'll go for it. Um, before we get into all the great football stuff, uh, today is my wife's birthday. Happy so birthday, I Brie. don't think she's probably listening, but happy birthday, Brie. <laughs> I know she listens to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. Happy birthday, Brie. But I wanted to talk some real life stuff before we get into it. Um, I almost fell for the oldest trick in the book. Which is? Do you want to know what the oldest trick in the book is? Um, now, my birthday's Thanksgiving time, month mm-hmm. before Christmas. Doesn't oh, really I- count. I know what the oldest trick in the book is. It doesn't really count as like the dual birthday thing. Yep. You know, and Breeze today, the 15th, as we tape this, you know, doesn't necessarily count as the Christmas thing, but whatever. She hit me like around January 3rd. We start discussing. I always pay attention to like little things she may say. Mm -hmm. Has not been saying much. And she hits me with a, I I genuinely don't want anything. And I never, it's the oldest trick in the book. She says that almost every year. And I got to say, I fell for it for a little while. I even went to like, you swear? Do you swear? Do you swear on everything you love that you don't want anything for your birthday? She's like, no, I like whenever this COVID stuff is over, let's go on a trip. That's what I want. I'm like, oh, okay, you're not, you, you're not getting anything. And all the way up until maybe three or four days ago, I said, this can't be real. I have to come with at least like a little something. So I did. But why do, I don't feel like men... Why is that a so, thing? Why do we do that? So 
Yeah, no, this is a wise move. And I always say this also at Valentine's Day. You're going to hear Valentine's, you know, opinions from women. Oh, it's just a Hallmark holiday. I don't care. You don't need to get me anything. It's a lie. I don't care what she says. It's a lie. You don't have to get her a lot of something, but you have to at least acknowledge it. You have to at least say, happy Valentine's Day, babe. Hand her a flower. Hand her a Hershey kiss. I don't know. Something that says you acknowledge it. And I get that sometimes we want to sound cool. Like, no, we really don't want anything. But who actually wants to wake up on Valentine's day or wake up on your birthday and your significant other, like didn't really think to get you anything. I think when people say I don't really want anything, what they actually mean is I want something more thoughtful. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't end. I mean, literally I go right into like, you know, Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then it's her sister's birthday, her birthday. I, I just get banged over the head like 15 yeah. different times in a row. And I, I don't know. I so I got her some little things, and I did say that we, you know, we will once we're, you know it's safe. We're gonna we'll go on a trip. But I, I literally almost just fell for it, flat I'm on my so face. So glad you didn't fall for it. It would not have gone well. But see, when I Whatever. say that, and I have said that in years past, like don't get me anything. Like I don't need another sweater or like I did ask for my birthday this year. I asked for a new basketball. It's actually something I needed, and I was going to get, and that's what she got. Great. But when I say don't get me anything, I really mean it. I wouldn't be yeah. like, you didn't get me anything. Yeah, but see, you have to understand that women aren't conditioned like that. We're conditioned to not ask for things, to not be right. needy. So if you say like, hey, what do you want? We want to be like, I really want this $350 pair of shoes. You know, like you, you don't really want to say that. You want it to be like, oh, I don't, I don't really need anything. What we want you to do is come up with some brilliant idea of what we always need and do the research and figure it out because then we know you're showing your true love well, for us. It's a test. Do you it's know where the, the trap. do you know where the real traffic jam <laughs> does happen is when um I, I I like getting people gifts. I will admit mm -hmm. I'm not good at it. Like I'm one of two things. I either go real big and I get you some shit where you're like, oh my God, why did you get me a gold Rolex? Or I'm like, <laughs> I got you a pair of slippers. These are really cool. You're like, you got me a pair of eight dollar slippers. Like that's all you did. I'm <laughs> I'm bad at this. Okay. But Sometimes during like birthdays or Christmas, my wife will literally say like, I want you to pick me out something like mm -hmm. clothes or whatever. I'm like, why? The few times I've done that, you like, you're really grateful and then you return it for what you really want. So let's cut the middleman out, me, yeah. and let's just get to what you see, really want. See, you guys don't get it. You're so pragmatic and so logical. It's not about the logic. It's about the fact that we saw that you put work into it. Like if you, if you buy me a dress and I'm like, oh, he thinks I'm going to look really pretty in that dress. Even if I don't like the dress, at least I feel like you <laughs> and went and went, walked into a women's store, which is not exactly the most awesome thing for a guy to you know, feel, feel good when he's doing. And, and then, I, you know, maybe I'll wear it once and then maybe I'll return it. Um, actually, no, I've never returned a gift. If, um, a guy got, it. I once returned a gift my mom got for me and I felt really bad about it because she really liked it, but I've never returned a gift a guy's gotten for me because I feel like that's really from their heart. If they take the time to, to pick out something that, they think is good for you, even if you don't like it. Well, you know, the one time I really went for it. And then by the way, it's snowing right now in Cleveland, Ohio. What a shock. Uh, the one thing I, I went for, uh, I knew she wanted these pair of boots. It's like five years ago that like, kind of like went up to the knee mm -hmm. and I, I'm even forgetting the store. It's like a known person brand, whatever. And I, I just been hearing her talk about it. So I went to the store. Smart. And I, I, you know, they were not cheap boots. And then the, the woman helped me was like, 
do you want these or do you want these? And the the ones that she pointed to, the second ones were like these patent leather ones, which to me reminded me of like Jordan Concord 11s. I went, <laughs> those, those are, are dope. Awesome. I like the patent leather ones. She opened them up and was like, first part was like totally shocked. And the second part was like, wow, you got the, the patent leather ones? Like never, like I said, I want like, basically I blew it. Like I made like a really big goof and wasn't paying attention. She didn't hold it against me. But then from there on, I'm like, I like, let's just get right to what you, what you want. And I'm never going to happen. I'm done with the gifts. I'm done. Never I don't want oh. anything. Cool. I want anything. Okay. That's just fine. Tell me what you want and let's cut to the chase. See, um, it's easier said than done. You just got to know. Sorry, you're locked in this forever. You got to play the game. I'll help you. I'll be your gift counselor if you want. I like helping people. I need a gift counselor. And then what do I do? There's a good. So my son's birthday is May 5th. New baby on the way's due date is May 3rd. So there's a chance <laughs> they might be on the same day or within the same week. And you can't do the group the group on right you can't do you the group do parties. the group birthday I no group know, on party no or like you, your birthdays next to each other and you have to share the party now you got to make extra effort to make extra sure effort. they have individual birthdays just like people that have their birthdays near christmas it's not fair that they were born near christmas or on christmas you have to figure out a way to celebrate it separately yeah do you have anything before we move on to some football is there any birthday stuff whether it was a party or a gift or just an experience that you've had whether you were a kid or an adult that stands out to you you could say that was that was as good as it gets well i will say when i was young uh, my, so my parents had me, they were both very young. They didn't have a lot of money, you know, they were just, but my mom has always been incredibly creative. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I'm dating myself here, but when I was young, I used to love to watch the Smurfs and I loved Smurfette. I thought she was really <laughs> cool. So my mom decided to have a happy Smurf day, Jennifer party. And, uh, <laughs> I still all, everybody that came over to the house, she painted them blue. Yeah, they came oh in God. and she painted their face blue and we all sat around and I got to be the only Smurfette. I got you know, my <laughs> blonde hair, my face is blue and my drawn on eyebrows and my mom crocheted herself a Papa Smurf. And all I can think like, what were those parents thinking when they came to pick up their kids and, their and they were kids all blue? blue. <laughs> but you know, uh, it was pretty awesome. I was, I got to be Smurfette and it was a Smurf day. Happy Smurf day, Jen. Mr. Piacenti, I'm going to need to see some photos if you're listening on, on, on Instagram or Twitter, whatever your social media platform yeah. of choices these days, please. If you have some of those photos from Smurfette's birthday party, please throw those up. Um, I was never a big birthday party kid when I was a kid. Um, and similar to you, like no money for them. my mom. And my mom wasn't creative, not because she wasn't creative, because she was a single mom with two kids working. Like, I don't know if she even oh, had yeah. time, but our move, and I always thought this was pretty cool. And also this was a lot of trust to give to like a 10, 11 year old is she would like, I get to pick like three of my friends. She would drive us to the movie theater, buy us tickets and then leave us. Whoa. Now I'm sure no, she, I think she loitered cool. in the theater, Of course she did. but like put us in the theater and then we would just watch a movie and then she would pick us, we would get back in the car and she'd take us to our favorite pizza spot. That's cool. And then usually after that, back to someone's house for video games. That was really as good as it got for me as a kid, but as an adult, and this is why my wife is just better than me and more creative and listens. I got obsessed one time with an episode of Saved by the Bell, which was one of my favorite shows as a kid. I could compete right. in Saved by the Bell trivia. 
by the way. Ask me anything. I dare you. You want to take a shot. My memory doesn't work as well anymore, but take a shot on me. I don't even have to be ready for it. Just throw it out there. But there was an episode where Lisa Turtle won Mm -hmm. a trip to go on this murder mystery weekend. And it was one of the greatest episodes of TV I, I thought ever as a kid. And ever since then, I've always been obsessed with like those little murder mystery games. My favorite board game is Clue. One of my favorite movies is Clue. Yeah. My wife knowing all this one time, I think it's for my 40th. So not this past birthday, birthday before. She tells me I have birthday plans for you. She tells me what to wear. She won't tell me what's going on. We're in Manhattan at this point, pre-COVID, obviously. We're in an Uber and we're pulling up to the West Side Highway in Manhattan by the docks. And I'm like, what? Are we going on a boat? What the hell is going on? And we get off the dock and we're walking up. And sure enough, we're getting on a boat. I'm like, you got me a boat ride? Okay, this this could be interesting. I get on this little mini yacht thing and all my friends were on there and everyone is dressed like it's like a high school reunion kind of graduation. And there were these three people who were from a murder mystery company. And basically we all got characters and they they ran this whole murder mystery game on this cruise that went underneath like all the bridges and stuff for like two hours. Like someone, like the lights go off, someone's dead. We got to get basically get drunk and interrogate each other. It was the greatest birthday. That's as good as it got for me. That sounds awesome. And I know we can go on with birthday stories forever, but this is an actor story. As an actor, I once got hired (laughs) to do Uh someone's 60th birthday And we did uh, to play a Bond girl and we had like a James Bond and we did like this whole fight scene. It was actually at the Standard Hotel in New York, you know, in the ballroom upstairs. It was really cool. And I was thinking, man, for my 60th birthday, if someone knew I was a huge Bond fan and hired this whole troupe of actors to come in and randomly break out into a fight scene with like a bad guy and a James Bond and Bond girls walking around, I think... (laughs) That was pretty cool. So, man, I gotta guess I gotta put that on goals. I need someone don't to don't sleep to on murder it. mystery dinner parties, guys. That don't cool. if you're looking for a little change of pace, don't sleep on it. Okay, we're gonna change the pace right now. What should we lead off with? Should we lead off with this this playoff challenge fantasy league? Should we lead off with some FanDuel lineups, or should we start with the art with our agreeable parlay? What should we go with first? Um, let's start, uh, with some agreeable parlay. Let's start talking some games and see if we can pick out some things we like about the games we agree on. I love it. Okay. And, uh, Martin, get ready to jump on in. We're gonna, we're gonna start with some agreeable stuff, but Jen, do you want to lead off or should we just talk about the games in general? I say we talk about the games in general and then we talk specifically about what we like and don't like about the game if we're Okay. We're going to, we're going to start off with the Rams at the Packers as of right now, Packers are minus six and a half over under 45 and a half. The Rams have some momentum. Do we know who we're seeing at quarterback for sure yet? Do we even yes, know? Yes, we do. It's Jared Goff. It's a hundred percent available. Pins in the thumb, Goff. It's I mean, all I guess it could be Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Goff. Um, it's okay. gonna be Goff. And I will tell you right now, since we're talking about this game, I like the under. You like under 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that Rams game last week go with Seahawks? That went way, that it went, went over. over, but it, it, and it was okay. You like under four or 45. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I say? Yeah. This is one of my potential agreeable games. I like oh. the, I like the Rams plus six and a half with the spread. I like them plus six and a half as well. I may even want to throw them in a little teaser action. That's possible, but that that's a little tough for me to pitch as hey. one thing. 
Martin, Martin, can we get a read on you? Any feel on the under or the Rams with the spread? I think the under, I was just honestly earlier today when you guys were talking about betting the under in this Cleveland-Pittsburgh um, game last week, <laughs> I sat back and was like, who bets an under? It's and so I was like bad. really kind of thought about it. Like, who does that? <laughs> but as soon as you said it, it's going to be cold. Right. The Rams are going to be trying to run the ball a ton. Right. The Packers are also going to be trying to run the ball a ton. Right. As long as there's nothing weird like pick sixes right. or anything like that, right. this under feels legit. And, like, special teams touchdowns don't really feel like they come into play mm -hmm. with either one of these teams. Yeah, I don't see. I like this under. Yeah, me too. So maybe, wow. So we have this two agreements. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm warming okay. up. I will right. say I'm a little scarred from my buddy's pick of the under in that game because you're right, Martin. Who the hell likes to root for no points being right. scored? Yeah, it's it not is a, a fun route. It's boring. There's no question about that. But I do think, I mean, you know, the Rams defense is what could win them this game or keep them competitive. I think it has and to. I think it has to. I think Jair Alexander will be on Devontae Adams. Do I think Devontae Adams is better? Yes, but I don't think he's going to completely go off. And then you've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, big deal. Of course, they could give the ball to Aaron Jones, run a little bit. Any way I script this, I just don't see this as a high-scoring game. Well, then can I make the case for mm -hmm. if you don't like if you like the under, don't you like the Rams plus six and a half? I do like the Rams plus six and a half. I could go either way. I I would agree with either. Uh, Martin, do you like the Rams plus six and a half, or is that if you too like close the under? Like, I love the Rams plus six and a half, but the only thing that concerns me is that. Matt LaFleur, they came out last year, had a great regular season, laid an egg after, after in San Francisco mm -hmm. in the playoffs. They did. I feel like, if anything, he's not going to want to lose to Sean McVay because it's kind of like the battle of, like, right. who's the coolest coach? Like, <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I like that, Martin. And the one thing I was going to say is, as we know, Matt LaFleur was the OC for Sean McVay. They know each other. They exactly. know how to play each other. So I think it's going to be tight. That's what I don't. It, that either to me that either lends to a blowout or a tight right, game, right? And I think it's going to be a tight game, and that's why I like your under the best. But if I had the second best pick, it'd be the Rams plus six and a half. I'll probably play both of those. Okay, all right. Well, let's put a let's put a pin in that game. So we're gonna have something in the agreement parlay in from that game. Let's just yeah. call it what it is because I like yeah. everything both of you are saying. Uh. Let's switch over. We're going to go to Buffalo, where if you listen closely, you could hear people falling through tables right now. Uh, the Bills are minus two and a half against yeah. the red hot Ravens, who yeah. are, you could almost say at this point, with the exception of the Bills, maybe playing the best football of any of these playoff teams. You could maybe say it's the Bucks. You could maybe say, yeah, the Bills, but the Ravens are right there. Um, this line is, is, weird it's almost like it's to me this two and a half really is like a pick em to me you know for it to land on two to get like a underdog loss but but cover i think that's like real slim slim chances so it really is almost like a pick em. i have the least amount of feel for this game because i could see i could see both versions the over under is 49 if anything i do like the over uh, in this game more so than I like if I had to pick between the Bills and the Ravens gun to my head I think I'm going Ravens at this point I'm going Bills here Martin. I'm fade I've been fading the Bills for a while now I know why I, honestly um I, I I think that 
they 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 started off hot, then they uh-huh. cooled off a little bit. Everybody was off the bills around week six. Ah, over it. Then just when everyone was off them, they won some huge games, and it's been a pretty great stretch. I think now we have all the tape we need on them. I think a good coach, that's what I liked last week with Frank Reich. I just thought good coach and six and a half points, give, give me that all day with a week to prepare. I, I, I feel like I like a similar situation here. So here's what I like about the Bills. First of all, the kind of pressure that Baltimore uses, um, the Bills succeed versus. So I like that. I like that about Josh Allen. I like that Josh Allen is going to run and he's going to throw. Here's my concern about the game in general. They're saying it's going to be snowy. It's going to be windy. So that's going to limit maybe how much Josh Allen throws. Not quite so sure though. They're used to throwing it. Lamar Jackson has already said he's afraid of playing in the snow. Okay. I mean, when did he say that? He said he's concerned about playing in the snow this week. Like recently. Yeah. So I, I don't like that. He's trolling. I I think I really do. I think the bills have the momentum just like the Browns do. I think there's a, there's these franchises need the win. I think the bills have done a lot of good. I think they've got a mobilized fan base. I think they've got an extra, something special. They're going to be at home. I like the bills here, but there's a lot of props. I, would would be willing to play in this game. I'm going to put some out for you in put case you like Prop any of these. Chanty, for, folks. In case you like them for our parlay. All right. Um, one of them is, or the one I like maybe the best is Josh Allen. Anytime touchdown for plus 120. Now that means receiving or rushing. But because of the weather, and because there's no Zach Moss, right? So all you got is Devin Singletary. They're going to be expecting them to pass. Maybe he's just going to run it in. I, I I just like that. Plus 120. Lamar Jackson, of course, plus 100. Anytime rushing touchdown. We could easily make that as well. Maybe even easier. But even better than this, based on what Lamar said, he doesn't like playing in the snow. He's already been very unconfident with a lot of his throws. He's been getting better lately. But as we've seen, he likes they like to keep the game on the ground. I like J.K. Dobbins for an anytime touchdown at plus 115. Or if we want to go crazy, you crazy, go crazy, crazy, that J.K. Dobbins scores the first touchdown of the game for plus 800. That's plus 800? Plus 800. Why not throw a fiver on it? That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. So I think of those, I think one of them maybe could go into our agreeable parlay because we don't have to make these tricky ones. If you just no. want to do Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown plus 100, I mean... Martin, do you have a beat on the game at all? Uh, as props aside for now, um, again, I'm on the, I'm, I'm leaning Ravens and over, but not strong enough to make it an agreeable thing. I love the Ravens this week. One of the games that I got oh, I wrong, wrong last week, I bet on the Colts to beat the Ravens. I mean, to, I bet on the Colts to beat the Bills outright. And I'll have you know this, Jerry and Jen, the Indianapolis Colts. We're the first team in NFL playoff history to have over 450 yards of offense, no turnovers, and lose. Yeah. They won the, the game, with, essentially. The Bills gave up just under half a thousand yards on <laughs> their last playoff game to Phillip Rivers. Yes. Mm, yeah, well, the Cleveland Browns gave up 501 passing yards to Ben Roethlisberger oh, last Oh, different. So- <laughs> Apples and oranges <laughs> right there. Saying. One's a competitive saying. game. One game was over by the first quarter. Yeah, because And one errors. game was actually, like, meaningful. The Browns were in, like, a prevent defense from midway through the second quarter. Okay. I'll say this. 
I was afraid of the snow until we saw that Pittsburgh, I'm not Pittsburgh, that Green Bay and Tennessee game that had all that snow. And TJ Husmanzada of uh, Lemon Pepper Parlay yes. podcast fame, also the Extra Points Network, he said that playing in the snow, and he would know, being a former Bengal, it's a benefit to the offense because oh, the offense knows where they're going. That is true. I spoke to Brian Erlacher, and he said the same thing. He said offense always has the advantage in the snow because you know where you're going. That being said, hi, Bills. We're used no, to playing in the snow. No, that fits my theory. Lamar's trolling. He's trolling when he says, I'm afraid of the snow. That You know what? Hi. You know what? That is hi. exactly what I would say. That's gamesmanship. Okay. That's bullshit. That's like lowering the expectations of someone so you catch him by surprise. I'm the master of that. Lamar is trolling. Yeah, okay. I, that's what I do, Jen. I lower everyone's agree- expectations. We are not agreeing on the Ravens winning this one. All right, Martin, nope. me and you are going to talk well, on the are, side then. Well, Jen, we I agree with you here, though. There's no way that Josh Allen does not score a rushing or receiving Agreed. touchdown in this game. Agreed on that's that. That's a fact. Okay. With no Zach Moss. It's, it's Josh Allen is absolutely going to score Agreed. a touchdown in some kind of funny way. Cause you know, the bills love to do all that. They funny do the stuff. trick stuff. <laughs> I completely do. agree with the Josh Allen thing, okay. but, uh, so that might be in there. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to have something to talk about Sunday night. Uh, because <laughs> now I feel like it's personal. I'm telling you, Lamar is trolling with that. I don't like the play in the snow. Who says that? Who would say that's like, what a bot. Like if, if Muhammad Ali, said about George Foreman, like, man, I'm really afraid that dude hits hard. Would you actually believe that? Would you think Ali's just fucking with him? But right? It's gamesmanship. Let, let's go back to this Green Bay game, Green Bay, Tennessee. Tennessee, that should have at least been competitive. But Green Bay, now I know it's specific to Green Bay. They know how to play at Lambeau. But that's the thing. When you're a team, just like with Cleveland, when you have that advantage of being at home, you know the snow, you know the wind, there is some advantage there. But there Jen, is. have you been to Baltimore in the winter? I have. It's not fun. It's, it's windy, it's cold, it's cold, and it's it windy. snows. So both these teams are used to this. I don't think like it's it's like some hot shot, you know, San Diego quarterback rolling down there whose little hands are going to get cold. No, it's not like that. They're but both I'm, used to it. I'm, I still like All right, this is not agreeable. We got to move on. It is not agreeable. Not agreeable. So we're moving on. Uh, this one I could tell you is definitely not going to be agreeable. I okay. already know. All right. Uh, the, the the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City right now, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, is laying 10 points and the over-under 57. Now, I'm going to make a case for both sides. I'm going to let okay. you two then kind of get a feel for where you're at. My gut, my initial gut is in a playoff game with a team that has a run game, take the 10 points. I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I'm not saying that. I just like 10. Give me 10. And by the way, if this thing goes up to 10 and a half, I love it even more because it might be a 10-point game, 9 or 10. Totally in the wheelhouse for me. So I like the Browns first blush. I'm not predicting them to win, but I, I just love 10 points even on the road. But the thing that scares me the most is not so much that the Chiefs had rest and had a bye week. It's that the Browns, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, and they had to make some clutch plays. But they really didn't have to do a whole lot to beat the Steel. I mean, they got up 28-0 without really doing a whole lot. Granted, they were ready to make the plays when opportunity came. 
I just hope that there's not a little false sense of security of like, oh, we just beat the Steelers up in the playoff game on the road. We could do the same thing to the Chiefs. I, I would love it if they had that confidence. So that's the only thing that makes me worry. But my initial thoughts are Browns, give me the 10. The over-under is 57. I just, it's that's tough to call because if it's the Chiefs from the first 10 weeks, over. But if it's the Chiefs of the last five, six weeks, you maybe say under. What are your guys' feels? So my thought is I actually like the 10 points as well for Cleveland. Um, Kansas City actually has trouble covering. They usually don't cover the spread. And one of the things about Kansas City is I think they play at the level that they need to. They play at whatever they need. And 10 points is more than enough for Kansas City to win the game. I don't see them just deciding they're going to go, you know, absolutely postal on Cleveland. That being said, we do need to remember that Cleveland secondary has given up the most points to opposing wide receivers and opposing quarterbacks during regular season. We're using regular season stats now that is left in this playoff game. They did give up 500 yards to Ben last week. I, right now I understand there's game script and all that, but their yeah. secondary just isn't very good. The run defense is pretty good, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. I do like 10 points. I think 10 points is a lot. I think they can come within that. I don't think Kansas City will feel the need to beat them any more than that. Um, I do think Kansas City is wins. Is it agreeable? Is it enough to put I, them in an agreeable parlay, potentially? Potentially, it is. Um, and we'll let Martin weigh in. And also, I have a couple props from this game that I'm also going to put out that might be even more agreeable than the spread. Okay. But what do you think, Martin, about this game? Do you like Cleveland plus 10? I lean Cleveland plus 10. But I do not want to be sitting on Monday morning looking at my parlay ticket and seeing that this was the leg that lost. Okay. Like, that's going to make me feel like the biggest idiot of all time. Okay. So, in in the interest of making this parlay hit, I'm going to disagree on the parlay. But personally, I'm going to be betting on the Browns plus 10. And I think they might, this, it might sound crazy, but I think they have a shot to win. They, cause they can run the ball. And control the clock. They can. You and can you run can run the ball and control the clock. That's going to be hard to deal with. So speaking of that, Kansas City, by the way, the second easiest to run on of the remaining teams after Green Bay, right? So obviously Nick Chubb is looking really good in this game. But can we talk about Kareem Hunt? Yes. Because if this game, and I'm going to tell you right now who's my FanDuel pick of the week, if this game is the way we think it is and Cleveland will be chasing some points because we're talking about dueling with Patrick Mahomes, that calls for Kareem Hunt. Last week, we saw him get into the end zone twice. And Kansas City has given up the most receiving yards to opposing running backs. That's Kareem oh. Hunt. We're talking about a one-two punch. So we've got them giving up a ton of points on the ground. We've got them specifically giving up receiving yards. And then the extra sauce, Kareem Hunt not necessarily a revenge game, okay? But maybe a prove-it game. Oh, you know sneaky, what I'm sneaky. saying? You know, I've, I've gotten better. Look, you shouldn't have gotten rid of me. Not, not necessarily revenge, because, you know, there were issues there, obviously. But Just, just it's personal. Uh, just it's a personal. personal thing. And he said that. He said next week is personal. And I don't see any reason why Cleveland won't harness that energy and use it. Why wouldn't you? One-two punch, Chubb and Hunt. I don't see this being a big Baker Mayfield game unless Mahomes and crew get out way out front. But either way, Hunt is going to be the one involved in this game. So I've got some Kareem Hunt props here. Kareem Hunt rushing plus receiving over 53 and a half minus 115. I, 
rushing and receiving? Yes, combined. I think he might get that in receiving alone. That's, that's a right? that's I like I or like rushing that alone. A lot. So I like that a lot. I've got an Austin Hooper anytime touchdown for plus two seventy. I, I don't think we want to put that in our parlay, but I actually really like that. I, he's but, like a he's like their biggest red zone target after Landry. Is. Right. And um, and I think that's the kind of target they're gonna be able to hit. I you know, in this game. Um, Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown plus one sixty-five. Mm. I think I'm liking the combined yards the best. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I just I don't know. I just like all your props, Jen. I don't know what it is. Feeling you, it. you you just like I maybe it's that you're starting to get to know me. I feel like all your props are custom made for me to go, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I totally can. Like, I, you have not said one prop, I think, in like the last five weeks that I've been like, mm, nah, no way. No, that's good. All right. I like all those props. We might have to do a this. separate prop only situation because I, I don't know. We could do a whole, I'm just way too agreeable on the props. And, and of course, the only prop I took last week, I lost. So that's why I'm going to defer to you. All right. Martin? Put a, well, we're moving off that game, but the, the props, we got to like revisit the props and maybe pick okay. out one for each game and do that as a separate thing because there's too many good ones right now yeah uh okay buck saints interesting game interesting line and just i have a few takes for you guys okay let's hear it saints are minus three over under is 52 we know new orleans loves to be at home although much much different environment uh they've kind of had some unlucky things in playoff past kind of been happening to them in the last couple of years. I like the Bucks plus three, and here's why. Do we really think, does Tom Brady go 0-3 to anybody in a year? Has that ever He's happened before? He's Has that ever to. happened before? He's going 0-3 this weekend. Has he even really gone 0 and to, like, I mean, I know he was in the, the AFC East, right? But, like, I, I just, there's, to me, I don't see a world where the Bucks, with the way they've been playing and the way Brady's been playing, I know their competition has been a little soft, a little. but the Washington defense was not soft. That was a good defense that they beat, and it kept them in it. The Washington defense kept them in it, and they found a way to win. I like the Bucks here. The New Too Orleans defense isn't soft either. I know. And that's what I'm saying. Tom Brady, three interceptions the first time this year, two interceptions the second time they face each other this year. Last time, Tom Brady didn't score a single touchdown. You don't think Sean Payton has his number? I think he does. I don't I think, think you can have the GOAT's number. I don't, and they're I don't think at it's home. possible. They're at home. It's indoors. We're not worried about any weather conditions. I don't see the Bucks winning this. I don't. I mean, of course they can. They can. But now we're talking about a New Orleans team that has everybody back. Everybody is healthy. Plus you have Sean Payton there who obviously knows how to scheme for the Bucks. I think they have their number. Honestly, if it were Green Bay, Tampa Bay, I could get behind Tampa Bay moving on. I think this is where Tampa Bay stops. Do you think that there's a big defense of difference between the Bucks and the Bears? Yes. Bit. You think the Bears are like way better defensively than the Bucks are? Um, no, I don't. I think okay, the Bucks because are the Bears, better. and as someone who benefited from that broke ass 99 yard drive that Trubisky left, <laughs> the, like I don't know how many 99 yard drives Mitchell Trubisky has in his career, but that one was great for me. Because I told you I had them in a, I had them teased up to whatever 16. So it covered the game for me. But 
we talked about it last week. That game ended when my guy dropped that touchdown pass. The Bears ran the perfect play at the perfect time. Mitchell Trubisky made the perfect throw at the perfect time, dropped. If the if they complete that pass and that's a touchdown, I think the Saints still win. That is a very, very close game. And this is the Bears we're talking about. No disrespect, the Bucks, weapons-wise, offensively, are just on another level. They are on another level. I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, the, I think this is a different Bucks team. they've been on this other level all season. No, they have the New Orleans team that's been more compromised with the New Orleans team that didn't have Michael Thomas. That's the one thing that does scare me is that yeah. Michael Thomas is back and seems like he's focused and ready to go, and that does change the game a little bit for the Saints. I I give you that. This this is not the the this is not the Bucks that the Saints beat for the second time. This is a very very different Bucks team at this point in the season. Antonio Brown, I've been saying it for weeks now, is rounding into like Steelers Antonio Brown form a little bit, and to have that as your third receiver, to throw in Gronk and Cam Bray and Leonard Fournette, that's running the ball pretty well. I don't know. I think that the Bucks are ready for this game, and I think if anyone to to bet on getting points. It's Brady. Martin, thoughts? I'm with Jen. <laughs> yeah, first of all, everybody's been saying all week, Tom Brady hasn't gone 0-3 against anybody. Well, it's like this is the first time it's ever been feasible for it to occur. Right. 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 <laughs> like there's never been another environment in which he lost to 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 get like the AFC East always been terrible. This is what happens when you have good teams in your division, Tom. But, um, you know, I feel I just, that time. My thing is, to me, the Bucks feel like the, the Los Angeles Clippers last year. It's like everybody was just waiting for them to click. <laughs> and, like, and, it's, and they ran through like three, four bad teams at the end of the season. I mean, they really, if the ball bounces a couple different ways, they lose to the Washington football team last week. That was a, that was a, one, a one possession game. The whole game, and with the I backup mean, against terrible. the backup quarterback, who right, was better than their starting quarterback. But that's beside but the point. Tom Brady. Do you know his name? Do you know his name now? That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and also the thing about the Saints in this game, they had the same, they had the Bucks at the start of the year to open the season. They all Sean Payton versus um, Bruce Arians. Sean Payton Bruce Arians. Versus, um, Bruce Arians is, is a is that 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 if you look at those year to date numbers, it's, it's a mismatch. Pretty ugly. <laughs> and a lot of it, a lot of it is Jameis. You know, a lot of it, Jameis Winston was there for obviously, but I just can't imagine Sean Payton. As soon as he saw that Tom Brady signed in Tampa Bay, said, "I'm not losing to this guy." And that's the type of guy that Sean Payton is. I feel like it's it's. It, I don't know. I'm also a Saints fan. Oh, and I just like, you should have let you bury the lead. But also, like, the odds are they had the worst postseason luck of all time in the last, like, five years. It has to break. It has to go the other way eventually. Well, that's as good of a theory as Brady hasn't gone 0-3. Uh, it doesn't – We don't. why does it have to break? It doesn't necessarily have to break. Go talk to some Browns fans. Go talk to some – Cleveland Indian fans, <laughs> go talk to some so, New York Knicks fans like me. It doesn't always break. 
I'm looking I'm at Tyler Halliburton right now saying, oh, it doesn't always break. We could have took him. I'm feeling like we're not going to agree on this game. No, nope, uh, we're going to have to move can on. Can we agree this is on Taysom well, Hill anytime touchdown for plus one six? I just can't. I just don't want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. No, no, sure. I say we I'm stay in. away from this game. I'm Let's in stay on away. that. Okay. I think we can whittle this down. I think we got to put the props to the side for a second to okay. see if we have anything with the game. So are we comfortable and agreeable in this parlay? Saying Rams plus six and a half, Rams under 45 and a half. And I don't think we have a third leg, guys, because we talked about the Browns. Yeah, Josh Allen, I think we should do Josh Allen anytime. Me and touchdown. Martin like the Ravens. Yeah, and this is the most unagreeable game we have. Oh, yeah, you talk about the props. No. Yeah, but you can mix a prop I like in. the Ravens for sure. But Josh Allen is definitely going to score a touchdown. Josh Allen, okay. anytime touchdown, and then we do an under, and then let's do one more. Okay, so Rams under 45 and a half. That was our strongest Or would field. you rather have, or Rams plus No, 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 I, I, I honestly, I like them both I don't the think same. we should do both, though, because that's a lot on one game. Okay. Under and plus six and a half. Rams, Packers under 45 and a half. Uh, Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. What was that? Like 115? 120. 120? Well, last I checked. These things change quickly. So. And um, what did we like for the third one? I say we go Kareem Hunt, total yards over 53 and a half. I was, I was about, Jen took the word right out of my yep. mouth. I think. Agreed. This is a fantasy football podcast. Let's do some player props. Let's go. Especially fantasy football yeah. with money. Done. In, done, book it. That right. is our anytime parlay. Uh, we just came Maybe up with I'll this Maybe I'll make a about, graphic or something. You, you know how to do that? Uh, I'm learning, so. <laughs> You're a graphic you, artist now? You gonna add you, that to your many talents? In case any of you guys, any of you guys follow my Twitter or my Instagram, um, I posted a photo this morning um, advertising my Sirius XM show. That is not the normal kind of photo I post because we... <laughs> It's actually kind of a joke, but we had this meeting amongst all the staff at Fantasy Alarm where I write for, right? One of the places I write for. And they were like, hey, guys, you know, just remember, like, it's up to you to promote your work and to get it out there and and be sure you promote when you have articles and use your social media in a positive way whenever you can. So I decided to, uh, I'm the only girl on staff, so I decided to post a photo of our show's called Alarm After Hours. So anyway, jokes aside, I got Canva and I learned how to make posts. And now That's you're nice. just now you're just killing the game, huh? Well, now no, now I'm now I think I'm funny. Except I don't really have time to be doing all this stuff, but I think I'm hilarious. I'm funny in my own head. No, no, no. You are you are you carry the comedy on this show. Lord knows I'm not funny. <laughs> Everyone loves your rants. Um, although my Venmo bit seemed to, to have funny. some traction. Last Did you? <laughs> I, I got some feedback on the Venmo bit. Um, the Venmo bit had traction. No one's did pitched you see me it's an Uber scam? That you're it's supposed a, to use it. I learned from a millennial that you're supposed to use it with drunk strangers. You get them to pay and you say you'll pay them back and you get free Ubers. Oh my God. I'm too, <laughs> too I'm getting too old. Uh, <laughs> let's talk playoff challenge before we get into our FanDuel, oh, yeah. uh, our FanDuel lineups. Okay. 
All right, Jerry, let's take a quick break and talk about how Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Well, great. FanDuel's offering users the chance to play for free during the NFL playoffs with no deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. And for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20 percent deposit match all right jerry why do you love playing on fanduel well it's pretty simple jen uh first and foremost you get to pick a new team every game okay and then also there's different and unique contests that are across all sports in relation to your skill level which believe me i need help with the skill level okay uh they even have daily snake drafting which is available in addition to salary cap again, okay? And FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free. No deposit required. So just download the Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. Now back to the show. As we talked about last week, the lineup was, it was Brady, Cam Akers, Kamara. Remember, this is the league where you have to pick one player from each team and it you are locked into this team for the duration of the rest of the playoffs. So you do want to get some players that have a little life in them for more than one game, but you also don't want too many flyers. Last week, we had Brady, Akers, Kamara, Diggs, Devontae, Chubb, Evans, Kelsey. Now, because you have talked me into switching some things, I like that you didn't like the, you didn't like the Devontae Adams thing as much. So how do you feel about Josh Allen Cam Akers, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. since we have no Brady. And then now I have, and then I still have Kelsey and Nick Chubb in there. I have mm-hmm. two spots to fill left that I could use your help with. And they I are like from, they are from what game? Um, I don't even know what games we have left. Saints? Um, no, we have Kamara. Have uh, Kamara. We have a chief. We have Chubb in there. Oh, I need a Raven. So we like Dobbins, right? I like Dobbins this week, especially if it's going to be snowy. I, he's scored in all these games and uh, in a row. And I think just yep. gonna continue. I think they're letting him run the ball. I think he's getting the carries. Of course, it could be sneaky Gus Edwards play. Um, but we can take whoever we want here. We don't have to worry about value. We get anybody we want. So Do I'm we keep? Here, here's my big question. Do we keep Devontae Adams? But, but, you know, I mean, obviously we love Devontae Adams, but there is the, you know, the lockdown on the Um, other side of the field, staring him down. Yeah. Well, Uh, is he not getting Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know where my words are. But like, if you, so, but if you don't pick Devontae Adams, you have to, we have to pick a running back unless we want to bench either Akers or Kamara. Yeah. And we don't want to play Aaron Jones versus the Rams defense. No. Run defense. So just stick with Devontae and hope he figures it out. Well, yeah, because remember what we're hoping is or what we think is, even though we think the game's going to go under and even though we're taking the Rams plus six when we get a shot, we still think Green Bay is going to win this game. And that means more Devontae Adams next week. So I don't think you want to short Devontae Adams just because he's going to see some Jalen Ramsey. They're both really good. You know, maybe we should look at it like poor Jalen Ramsey. He has to cover Devontae Adams this week instead of the other way around. I don't know what... uh what team we're missing here, but I'm missing one team and I can't Do you like Evans better than Godwin and Brown? Cause I'm fine with any of the three. I mean, I guess Evans that's is going to see Lattimore. Um, 
which Tampa receiver do we think puts up the best numbers? I kind of still do like Evans the most, but I'm fine right. with any of the three because, as you said, any of the three. I, the thing about Antonio Brown to me is I think he's just a little more touchdown dependent. So as far as volume, I think Evans and Godwin will see more. But I like them all because on any given in any given game, you know, any of them could absolutely go off. They're like the Steelers. Oh, the here's the problem that we have. What's that? Being that we have, and you get two flex positions in this league, guys. Right. Our running backs as of now are Akers and Kamara. And Dobbins. And Dobbins and Nick Chubb. We have to lose one of the four. Can't have four running backs. I mean, we can. Yeah, we can. But then we then who are we taking? Uh, there are two flex. No, we can't right now because it doesn't work out that way with the teams then. Right now, the only pl- team we're missing are Raven. Right now, we have Josh Allen, Cam Akers, and Ravens. Kamara. We have J.K. Dobbins. I can't get him in because the only spot that's... Oh, hold on. I can't. Let me move. Duh. Hold on. This is where uh, the computer gets to me here. Mr. Dobbins, where are you? Dobbins. Okay, here's our so final cool. lineup. I see you Tell moving you this think. in real time. This is so cool. Okay. All right. Remember, one team, one player from each team, guys, for the duration of the run. Josh Allen, Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Kelsey. The only thing is Evans and Adams, if we have any switchability now, there. I don't think that's the switch if we make a switch. I absolutely love this team, but I'm going to offer you one other switch if we make a switch. And that switch would be Lamar Jackson in quarterback and Stefan Diggs in flex instead of J.K. Dobbins and Josh Allen. I would go that way as well. Uh, let's go. Let's I know go. you're feeling the Ravens. So if you're feeling I, the I Ravens, like Lamar. I think then Lamar's I say we playing. move Lamar into QB and we put okay. your boy Stefan. In the flex over J.K. Dobbins. And yeah. we'll see what happens because Allen and Jackson both can't go. So Okay, final lineup. Know. We're in. Okay. Lamar, mm-hmm. Cam Akers, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans. We may potentially swap out for one of the other That's Tampa fine. receivers. Yeah. Devante, Nick Chubb, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey. We're about to win half a million Boom. dollars, Jen. Half a mil. Half a mil. I mean, almost okay with the Bills losing if this is the case. Well, you're on the hook right now with the Bills, <laughs> and uh, you're on the hook with the something Saints. else. Oh, and both of you are on the hook with the Saints. Don't come in on Sunday if Tampa wins, because you guys basically in. shut me I get the day up. off? I mean, you got, no, the I don't want to do this by myself. Uh, do we have time for some Fandle lineups? Of course we do. Don't be silly, Always. Jerry. Um, where do we begin is the question. Okay, let's start with the Saturday lineups. Here's my Saturday lineup, okay? And it's funny that we just made that swap because in my Saturday lineup, in the Saturday Million, I have Lamar and Diggs. So this is good signs. And I have Dobbins. Oh, my God. Did I make? I almost made an identical lineup. Uh, Here's this lineup, Jen. Let me know what you think for Saturday. Lamar at 8,000. Cam Akers at 7,000. J.K. Dobbins, 6,500. Hollywood Brown, 6,500. Stefan Diggs, 8,600. Devontae Adams, nine grand. Gerald Everett, 4,300, because I had to save some money and I couldn't afford Higby. Totally. Cole well, Beasley, to 5,900. Be 
Nice. And the Rams defense, 3,800. Okay. I, I could like switch it. out the Rams defense or I could switch out maybe Cole Beasley, but I'm locked into everything else there. I know I kind of contradict myself a little bit with two Bills and the Rams, you know, but it just has to be yeah. that way. Yeah, I agree. And you've only got two games on Saturday, so there's only so many players you can play. Anything that's bothering you about that lineup that you would like to – I mean, I know Everett is a reach, but in order to f- afford no, I don't Adams, Diggs, and Lamar, I had to have a cheaper player. I think that's totally fine. Uh, I think Everett is as good a dart throw as any, to be honest. So, yeah, I like Do you it. have a Saturday lineup or a Sunday? No, I have a Sunday-Saturday um, oh, you have both, mine like is, a whole... Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, mine's both, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, do you want me to do my Sunday first, and sure. then you read us you know, the home uh, run lineup cup. of both? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the Saturday, the Sunday lineup, guys. The Sunday million on FanDuel, okay? Tom, Thomas Brady for $7,700. You guys are going to eat some words there. Okay. Nick Chubb, 8200 mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, nine grand. Antonio Brown, 6400 on FanDuel. My player to have, my must-have for the weekend is Antonio Brown, by the okay. way. Second in my must-have, I think, is a very sneaky play, although he's a little more expensive, Jarvis Landry. I like 6, it. 6900 Like you said, mm-hmm. the Browns will probably be chasing some points there. That's why I don't love Chubb, and I maybe might switch Hunt in for Chubb. Mm-hmm. I, this is a reach. And I know it's a reach, but this is how I fit Travis Kelsey into this lineup. I threw in Scotty Miller, okay? Now, I have $0 left, zero. So the only flexibility I have here is maybe swapping Chubb out, putting Hunt in. It'll get me some cash to move Scotty Miller out, which I may very well have to do. And then I could it probably afford it. It is tricky to bet on both Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller. Because they play the same position, I yeah. pretty much, like the same slot. But that was like a filler. So I'm, you know what? Let me do that right now. Hold on. Yeah. Timeout. Another Saved by the Bell thing. Zach Morris used to always just go, timeout. There we go. Time in. Okay, now I could afford Leonard Fournette. I could afford Edward Delaire. I could afford Emmanuel Sanders, Gronk. Any of these sound better? I... <laughs> I kind of like Fournette. Probably go Sanders there. Okay. But yeah, you could go. Look, you're not going to have a lineup with only two games where everybody puts up. There's just not enough possessions for everyone to put up big numbers. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders, Travis Kelsey, who this is why I had to make this switch. Uh, Tampa Bay defense. So I'm clearly all in on Tampa Bay, although I have two Saints. That's going to come up over and over again. Here's the flex position. Shout outs to you guys. Taysom Hill at flex. <laughs> I like it for fifty one hundred dollars. Totally like it. It's so gross and so he is good the at flexiest the player uh, totally. possible. There's no one flexier. Totally. Yes. So that is what I have right now. Uh, I'm not changing it, even if you think so, because I don't I think I can afford anything it. else. I love it. Let's hear the home run Saturday, right, Sunday here's combined. Here's my Saturday, Sunday combined. Obviously, tinkering I'm sure will occur, but I am going with Josh Allen. Uh, I I love this kid. He throws, he runs, he's got the mental toughness this year that I think he needs. I'm all in Josh Allen. Um, Cam Akers is my running back. Just just such a good matchup versus that Green Bay run defense and the whole way we see the game going. Then I have Kareem Hunt, my boy. I think he's going to be awesome this weekend. Stefan Diggs, got to have him with 
Josh Allen, they go yep. together. Antonio Brown. Yeah. I like him this week. I do. I got Tyreek Hill, baby, in there. Yeah. Don't forget about the cheetah. Yep. And then I've got Dawson Knox in its high. I like end. Dawson Knox yeah, this week. Because yep. I think, you know, again, with the weather, the shorter targets, Josh Allen. And then my flex is where I had to pay down. And I don't know, I'm sort of leaning towards your Taysom Hill, but I went Gus Edwards because I think he could touchdown vulture this week. I think that game is going to be a ground game uh, for Baltimore. And then I went Rams for defense as well. So that's what I have so far. I love it. Uh, we have a lot of questions that will be answered this yeah. weekend. Of all the things we discussed, especially with our agreeable stuff, mm-hmm. what pick, what team would you be most shocked that won the game outright this weekend? It'll be the Browns. It'll be the Browns, right? What team do you Maybe feel the, the most? What team would you feel the most comfortable saying? Is it the Chiefs? Like, I think the Chiefs are a lock. Yeah. Like, is there a pathway for the Browns uh, to win? You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, there's I'm, a pathway I'm for the Browns to, see, to win. Like, Absolutely, do, there is. I think there is. You see a path. I can see a path. I'm not going to put my money on it. Right. But I can see a path. Absolutely. It's controlling the clock. It's running against the Kansas City run defense, which stinks. And the fact that actually, as of late, Pat's been throwing interceptions. Patrick, sorry, Mrs. Mahomes, um, has been throwing interceptions. Um, They tend to just play at the level they have to. I'm a little worried they've had so much time off. Um, That being said, they're still the Chiefs. They're just a juggernaut. All right. Well, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's hard to believe we don't have many of these left. Uh, good luck to everybody out there, whether you're playing on FanDuel, uh, whether you're messing with some props, or maybe your favorite team is still alive, unlike mine, who uh, is not. So uh, good show, Jen. I will see you Sunday. See you Sunday. Don't duck me if the Bucks win, I if won't. the Ravens win. Don't duck your responsibilities to this podcast. I will not. I will be here and I will take my lumps. All right. Good luck, everybody. (laughs)